Welcome to another episode of the Bartu Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am Jason. I am here with my co-host Wes. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Cole is uh, not feeling well the last couple of days, so we're taking precautions. He's not in the studio with us today, but we're going right. to we'll, we'll, we'll cover it for him. For sure. He's on the injured reserve once again. We hope to have him back shortly. I think he's holding out for a better <laughs> contract or something. Yeah, probably. Going to have to get with management on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, we, we hope Cole the best of luck in, in his recovery. He's just getting over a little bug at the moment from what i understand um so as I, th- I think we all know our good old bartow yellow jackets headed down to auburndale to face the auburndale bloodhounds <laughs> auburndale high school bless you thank you and um it was it was quite a quite a show i don't know if it was quite the show for us but it was quite the show nonetheless yeah it didn't go the way we expected, for sure. No. I don't think it went the way anyone necessarily expected it to. Not even Arbendale. Um, To the extent that they probably obviously felt that they were going to win, but outside of that and the way the game went, uh, no. I would say no. So, Bartow starts out the game, goes up 13 nothing in the first quarter. Second quarter, we score six, they score seven. Okay, and at this point, scores what, 19-7? 19-7 at the half. 19-7 at the half. We're up. What's that? I'm bad at math. So that's nine, That's yeah. 7 plus 5. <laughs> 12. Come make, there you go. <laughs> hey, guys, we do podcasts over here, not math, all right? <laughs> so we're up 12 going into the half. We think. We've, we've got this under control because we were dominating. We were dominating on all sides of the ball. Um, we knew uh, Arbondale's quarterback, I believe Zach Tanner, uh, is quite talented. Heard a, heard a good amount about him heading into the game. So we knew that we were going to have a game plan for him and that, that uh, high-powered offense that the Bloodhounds have. And, I mean, we executed. However, you cannot execute for two quarters and win a football game. No. Um, not on any level, not in anywhere. <laughs> I mean, but continue. So uh, Auburndale in the third quarter, they score seven. Barta doesn't score any. And the third quarter, they had to win. So we'll, we'll say that one more time, the score, the third quarter. So it was 19-7 to seven right. at half. And then in the third quarter, we didn't, Barta didn't score at all, and, and Auburndale scored seven. Yeah, okay. And then it got out of control. So the, so we had to win uh, against us in the third quarter. Uh, we start off the fourth quarter with the wind at our back. Yeah. I think the first play, uh, Lynn throws a touchdown to Harold. Yes, a, um, a beautiful dime in the, yeah. in the corner of the end zone. Corner of the end zone, touchdown. But then after that, 21 points for Auburndale. 21. 21 unanswered. Unanswered in the fourth quarter. The guy. <laughs> what can we say? There's so much to say. So the final score, for those that don't know, was 35 to 26 Auburndale. And I said this to you that night. I said the better team tonight won the game. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, because I was going to and and ask you if you remember telling me that, yeah. but you and definitely do. <laughs> yeah, it, that was the better team that <clears throat> night. Now I I'll say it. I think we can go out and play them. Ten times, and we're going to win eight eight of those ball games. Correct. 
I, I think so. I too. think that we're got a lot more skilled players. Uh, they had the, like like you said, the quarterback was good. Uh, the receiver, yep. Uh, who you told me has Elijah several Davis off, several yep. offers, safety as well. Um, but it comes down like you said, you you've got to play not only two, you got to play all four quarters, all four. And, and as a coach said, and I'm sure plenty of coaches and staff throughout all levels of ball have said football that is. Um, is that is that can you they they it's a, l- a little bit of a hype thing right can you can you win the game in the, in the first quarter everyone all the players yell no can you win in the in the second quarter everyone yells no can you win in the third quarter no can you win the game in the fourth quarter and everyone riots and says yes and then you celebrate but anyways nonetheless that was that was the case for us uh this past Friday there at Arbondale Bloodhounds in their stadium there um we just we we executed for two quarters as as we mentioned. I can't emphasize on that enough. I think that's sort of something we 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 how do I say this? We we talked about that the whole the whole game and especially towards the end because we were able to it was very evident I and mean, you could see that. Um it, we we had a different it seemed that we had a different team out there in the second half. And I don't I don't know where to point the finger at necessarily. Um and surely, and most definitely, it's not just one person or one thing, because um, we weren't looking too hot on on all sides of the ball, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, I mean, going into the, and this is something I was talking to my wife about as we were leaving. I was like, you know, I I can only imagine sometimes what coaches tell their team as they're going into the locker rooms um, for halftime. And with this being said, they're up nineteen seven, like. We all know Coach Tate didn't go back there and say, all right, guys, you guys look great. Well, first off, let's just make it clear that he doesn't sound like this at all, and <laughs> I'm not going to try and impersonate him. I don't think anyone can. But nonetheless, all right, guys, a foot off the break. We're doing pretty well. Uh, yeah. You know, just go out there and give it your best. No, hell no. We know he didn't say that. He probably said a whole lot more um, and, and probably, you know, gave a little bit of a – Nick Saban vibe to it as as you will because Nick Saban, as everyone knows, will win a game fifty to zero and still find things to complain about. And I'm sure it, it went something along those lines. But my point is, he didn't go back there and just say foot off the brake and 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 that's it. No, he gave the encouragement and so on and so forth that we know uh, Coach State does. And then they go out there and it's a different team. So it's like, <laughs> what happened after halftime? I could let me ask you this. I could be off here, but. I I seen a team that got tired. Potentially, I, I saw defense. Now, part of that is you got to sustain drives and and keep the defense off the field and all that, uh, which we didn't do a great job in the second half of doing. But you know, when you got guys, I, I use Baker, who we put on a warning that we wanted him on the show, wasn't able to to work that out. We'll we'll keep trying, of course. Um, but you know. When when you got a a player of Baker's caliber, and there's a big play, I don't remember if it was a fumble or, or what happened, um, or it was a, I think it was a fumble towards the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, he rolled out of the backfield on a pass play, and Lynn dumps it off to him. He was like directly to the side of him, ten twenty feet away. Dumps it to the side of him. He tries to make like one move, and he fumbles the ball. As soon as he fumbles, now he's. Back on defense, playing middle linebacker. Yeah, and and I know, like you you made mention of their wide receiver who plays safety as well. And a lot of times in high school, 
you got to do that. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point where I think you can wear down. Right. And then, you know, you've got – he doesn't play a lot of offense, Pennywise, but he plays tight end. Right, correct. Um, and I know that, you know, I'm not making Jordy plays both ways, um, which they do a good job of resting Jordy. Yeah, um, from what I but, see. But it seems like Baker's is in there. All the time. All the time. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I played soccer. Um, I was never in the best shape in the world. Mm-hmm. But I could not believe my senior year when I played some wide receiver <laughs> of how different of shape you have to be in yeah. to play football. That endurance is it, absurd. That whole, you know, do a sprint, go down the field, block, do whatever you're going to do, then jog back to the huddle and jog <laughs> out to the thing. Look at the ref on my side. Do your route. Jog back to the – like, yeah. now I'm, I couldn't imagine going to play defense. Um that's not a knock of anybody because obviously he's a gifted athlete and, and I don't blame coaches for having him out there. Um, but we may want to, you know, we, we have some other backs. And, you know, here here's someone that sort of has, has slipped our minds and I haven't seen out there. I didn't see him out against Arbindale. I don't know if he has a, a jersey change or what, uh, or number change rather. I don't know if he was there the previous game. Who we uh, who do we play? Victory Christian, um, Dante Hall, I believe number twenty, running back and linebacker. He's a hard hitter, hard runner. Uh, I still remember, and this was like our first game of the season, going up against uh, who is that out in Davenport again? Ridge, and Dante Hall comes into the game and just absolutely lays out a linebacker trying to tackle him. And it wasn't a, a huge game, but the crowd went nuts, you know and so on and so forth. But my point is, talented athlete, once again. I'm not sure where he's been at. Hopefully he's he's still in the, the Yellow Jacket squad and, and can still perform out there and do his thing. Um, I didn't see um, the big guy. Bass. Bass, he didn't play either. Yeah, did. I don't even know that he was at the game. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, he wasn't out there. We were out with our center, center as well, out. which he did come back, I think, for one game, and then he was back out again. Um you know, I've seen a couple other players a little banged up. I won't mention names. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're riddled with some injuries a little bit, but I certainly don't want to say that's necessarily any sort of excuse by no means. Obviously, we, everyone, especially in the sports world, preaches the whole next man up mentality. Right. Um, and that's what we're going to mention here. But uh, I don't know. I Again, <laughs> I guess we could, we could point out a whole lot. Um, can I also mention, before it slips my mind, since we're pointing out the little, we're giving a little criticism and two cents of the game. Um, our, it, I talk about it way too much, but I can't help it. The discipline. Talk about it. because the, it, it, the discipline. It, I mean, what uh, do we like flags? Do we like penalties? I'm getting a little confused here. And not to mention, how many times, at least three, right? Twelve men on the field. Now, I, listen, I'm not pointing at the, the players. I'm not pointing at anyone individually because at the end of the day, Lynn isn't the Bartow Yellow Jackets. Coach Tate isn't the Bartow Yellow Jackets. All the players, all the staff, including us fans, we all represent kind of that team in a way, and we are all one team. Um, but nonetheless, I don't know what was going on there. That's, that, I, that's the first time I've seen that. I've seen us get that call throughout the season, but never multiple times in a game. 
and I go up against a Bloodhounds team who's riding hot, 3-0, and right? We're in their environment, environment, hostile environment in their stadium, right? And they brought a good crowd out, of course, at, at their home stadium, as they should. And they were hooting and hollering and getting loud. But I don't know what that was about, man. And and that's sort of just one 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 speck of the whole spectrum here was was those specific penalties. But that was the one I noticed most because it's like normally, yeah, a team might get that call once. Once in a blue moon, they'll get it twice. But we had it like three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always just some random player who was out there who was either – uh, is just sort. I guess it's just miscommunication miscommunication uh, on someone's end. But that definitely, we kind of shot ourselves in a the foot there. Um, and again, there was multiple other penalties all throughout the game that we we probably could have avoided. Or I think just, one of them came right after a timeout or or a water break or something. Yeah, I remember. I made, I made mention to you. I was like, that was that. I mean, we man. we I think we just got on from a water break or something. And as soon as we lined up. The flag was thrown. It's like, wait, what, what happened? They're not. They're, I don't even know that the players were set, yeah. but that might have been a twelve men on the field actually, because um, that's the only thing that makes sense in that situation. But nonetheless, it's getting ridiculous. It's with yeah. the flags with we, with the which I we we made mention of it last yeah. episode. Uh, how much of it is actually our guys, and how much of it is a little bit against Barto? <laughs> and I I said, well, I, I watch Coach Tate. And then when he's getting on the guys, I, that tells me what I need to know. Coach Tate got in the refs, but a little oh, bit yeah. uh, before the half, Definitely. which would you think would kind of? I mean, it sparked the fans. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So definitely part of that is you know the old baseball. You know, I'm, I'm sticking up for my guy, which happened to be Wild Bill. Oh yeah, but uh, you know, I, I would have thought that the guys would have responded to that, but we got to address the elephant in the room. We wouldn't be doing our jobs if we, if we, as podcasters, if we didn't bring up one of the plays at the end of the game, uh, which I'm not saying it's the reason why we lost, but, you know, definitely third down. I believe we ran it up the middle. Um, yeah, that, that kind of sealed the game. And then fourth down and three, as I believe, we go for it. Yeah. And, and we do – Oh, off tackle. Well, not even off tackle. A little between, you know, to the left. It's like an outside zone yeah. out to uh, towards us. So I guess our your right side. Um, but yeah, that third down play was like eye formation. We had the fullback, which I don't know who was in that fullback, and then we had Baker, and it was just eye formation. We just kind of like a, a halfback dive sort of play, if you will, to the left with the fullback out in front. And again, I I I want I want to see that play again because I'm like. There were two, uh, two Arbondale Bloodhound players. They they had Baker's ankles wrapped up like, like they uh, just immediately, you uh-huh. know. Lynn hands the ball off. Baker takes uh, just a few steps, not even a yard, and he has two players wrapped up, and he just he collapses, and then that's that's the play. Well, two um, plays in a row. I you know I, I give props all the time to the middle Tate on his play calling and everything two plays in a row. I'd have liked to have seen a little more creativity. Coach, oh yeah. But the, the coach, every coach on the coaching staff has forgot more football than I know. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not sitting here acting like I know what plays to call and all that. Of course. Okay. Only I'm mad. Yeah. But <laughs> it just seems like th- there's a certain play that we've run all year long, which I've never seen us not gain a couple yards. Okay. And that's the option. Yeah. And, and, to me, it was the third down was the time to run it. 
Yeah. But, you know, on fourth and three, if, you, if you're just going to hand the ball up the middle, I mean, part of that's old school mentality. Yeah, it is. We're going to line up and we're just going to run it down and through. And you, but in all levels of football, you see that that gets stopped so it, much because that's what they're expecting. It only gets you so far, yeah. you know. And speaking of the read option, that's another thing. That sometimes can only get you so far. Um, I'm glad you, you mentioned the read option because that's something we had success on uh, not only throughout the season but early in that game, like first, second, maybe second quarter. But they caught on. Auburn was well coached, okay, and I don't know any of the coaches' names off the top of my head, but they're certainly well coached because at least defensively they caught on to that very quickly. And they had a couple stops um, on Lynn where he practically didn't get any gain or Baker as well um, running the rock, which Baker aside – Towards the end of the game, you know, the fumble, and then unfortunately we saw we were talking about him playing both sides of the ball. He looked to have been cramping up pretty bad, possibly in, in both legs. I don't know. Uh, I know he was stretching out on the sideline for quite some time, and I think he made his way back into the game. But uh, they definitely were able to sniff that out early and, and, and put an end to it. There's just at – that, at that time of the ball game, those two plays, if you're going to run the ball up the middle on third down – and not run some kind of option type play, or a, you know, a quick curl or something like that with one of the best quarterbacks in the county. Right. If you're not yeah. going to do that, then on fourth down, which I'm I'm not going to sit here and act like I know exactly how many timeouts we had, but I'm sure we had a timeout. Yeah. On fourth down, why not send out the punt team, try to draw them offside, take the timeout. Yeah. 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 Or fake punt, like <laughs> something. Something with some creativity. Because <laughs> yeah. the whole everybody in the crowd was like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, every, that's what we came up with. We were all kind of looking at each other afterwards, like, man. And look, we we know it's easier said than done, as Jason said. Yeah. Like, all those guys out there coaching, you know, they're getting paid for a reason. They know what they're doing. And we entirely don't. We're just podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We, we don't know what we're, we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, but uh, all love, all love, coaches, all love. Of course, for the whole team. That is, we'll hey, we'll be out there tomorrow. No, the Friday. following day, Friday, as we take on those pesky Red Devils. So, looking forward to that. But um, yeah, creativity. I think I think you hit it well there. Creativity. I would have loved to have seen. I mean, there's so many things that should have, could have, would have happened. You know, you you throw four receivers and you just kind of confuse them. No way they're going deep, right? And you send them all on 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 just fly routes kind of get the DBs and, and the whole secondary, kind of draw them out a little bit. Again, you said one of the best quarterbacks in the county, without a doubt. We know he has some athleticism. We know he has some legs. He's he's pretty quick for a running back, of course, and uh, and, and a good pocket passer too. But you just drop back, not your typical drop back, maybe, maybe a yard or two short of your typical drop back and just take off and run the dang thing. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh, but anyways, like, like I just said, there's so many things that – could have happened, should have happened, would have, and, you know. But you just you can't kind of you can't just live life that way because you know. <laughs> yep. But this week we got Kathleen, Kathleen first district game. That's right. And Kathleen had a busy week. They made the news and like all <laughs> kind of stuffs going on in Kathleen. Maybe not in the way you want to make the news, <laughs> but they certainly did. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it was one of their football coaches. I know the the guy <laughs> who got the coach. T or something like that got arrested. Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know if he was part of the football program or not. But uh, nonetheless, I'm looking forward to this game. It's always a big game. District district matchup. Um, I have – I'm going to put somebody else on warning. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, Kathleen, Red Devils, you're on warning. You're on notice. Yeah. Uh, You – 
you are about the face of Bartow Yellow Jacket team that is going to come out inspired, pissed, and they're going to handle business. And this one, this one could be a running clock early. Think so? Yeah, I, I, I'm. <laughs> this one is going to get. It's going to be a because I, I say it all the time when we talk about these games. It's like, well, these non districts, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. You know, the Vero Beach, it didn't matter. Right. Armadale doesn't matter, except for the next topic when we get into the top five. But it's it don't matter. Right. And as a coach, you're going to take this opportunity, and, and, and you're going to learn from all the mistakes, and you're going to try to clean it up. And that's what Nick Saban's doing with Alabama. He's saying, okay, guys, you played not a great game. we got to clean this up, and we'll, we'll blow Florida out next time. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you're going to learn from those things. Um so on the one side of it, we talked uh, year one with this this program about adversity and and Barton not facing it. How would they deal with it when they came across some? Yeah. Now now you got some, and, and you and you you seen that hey even though you're up this could happen against Lake Gibson I guarantee you Lakeland Lake Gibson if we get up nineteen seven and a half we ain't gonna come out flat in the second no. half we're not gonna let them get back in the game nope um, so. There's part of me is like I'm glad we got this one out the way. I'm glad we've had some mishaps and yeah. And, but guys, you you know I know some of you are listening. You got to clean up these penalties. We got to. You got to. I mean, um, it it takes the coach Tate can't do it. No, not you know? entirely. No. Um, you've got to do it, and and you've got to be more disciplined, and you got to hold each other accountable, and you can't handle the referees. That's gonna. That's just part of the game, but yeah, it does seem like we're we're playing twelve people. <laughs> that's why we try to have twelve people on. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, I, I must. Yeah, that must be it. So, uh, Max preps on this game. Well, one of the things that stuck out to me about Kathleen is uh, they do not throw the ball very much. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that they really did uh, last year. I know they had a seemingly talented quarterback, at least I can only assume, but he was always scrambling out of the pocket every play. It seemed like the play was drawn up that way, which I'm sure it wasn't, but he was always scrambling out of the pocket, and that was also probably part of thanks to our uh, our defensive line and our, our defense as a whole. But uh, I don't know that he, he threw for more than 100 yards against us last year. And I don't, I'm not sure if this is the same quarterback or not, but nonetheless, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's the same quarterback, but they're averaging about 55 yards a game passing. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, but we're not we're not throwing the ball that much. I mean, we're only averaging no. 122 yards a game. No, I said it early that I, I wanted to see. Uh, I think it was against Vero Beach or someone. I wanted to see Lynn sort of develop this 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 passing game that we know he he can he's established. I mean, he did it last year. We haven't seen that this year. You know we, what's hurting us? We have it. The tight end. Yeah, we we we're out with a tight end. Uh, that's sort of another injury to the to the list that we have going on. And I don't know if we ever mentioned that uh, throughout this new season of the of the podcast and covering the jackets, but we're without a tight end as well. So um, that that could potentially be. I I wouldn't say in total just a tight end. You know, but. Well, um, I- I say that because I I'm thinking back to our passing game and everything seems like it's on the outside. Uh, there's not much over the middle. Yeah, besides an, an occasional maybe slant route or something, you know. Yeah. Right. I'm seeing a lot of fly routes and some curls. Yeah. So, but we kind of knew that going into the season with a quarterback like Lynn, just like Arbondale's quarterback, uh, 
Ridge. Yep, Ridge you know, was you, another when one. You know you got a good quarterback. Um, you try to take something away from them, which, yep. you know. But this game against Kathleen, we're just going to load the box. I mean, it's going to be bad. Good. Wes, I'm telling uh, you, we're uh, going to gonna kill, kill I Kathleen. I hope so. I hope so. I hope they don't protest. As much – <laughs> <laughs> as much as they talked pregame last year in their own stadium and got smoked, yeah. uh, they got something coming, and I, I hope they're coming prepared. So uh, Max Preps got the score: Bartow thirty-two, Kathleen fifteen. Thirty-two to fifteen. Thirty-two to fifteen. I'll be satisfied with that score. Uh, I hope it's a little less than fifteen, and I hope maybe I think I'm confident we score a little more than thirty-five. Yeah. Um. Barto is ranked sixty-seven, so oh, we, wow. we dropped seven. Okay, so I think we were sixty last week. Okay, and, sixty-seven. Uh, sixty-seven, and Kathleen is one eighty-three. Ooh, what's Kathleen's record? Have they won a game this year? Kathleen is. I know they lost a nail yeah, biter to Arbindale. They're one, one and two at home, and zero oh and two on the road. Who do they win against? I want to say they beat Jenkins. I could maybe see that. Jenkins has been all right this year, but Jenkins is going to get their butt beat too. Y- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> We're going to get that. That's for uh, Mr. Edmund. We're going to take care of Jenkins. <laughs> and shout out to the WBF Radio. They uh, allowed me to have my debut on the on, yeah. on air. We saw man. You pulled me celebrity. up. Celebrity. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. So I appreciate you guys letting me do that. Uh, they do such a great job there. Um, yeah, when you, they do. I know you got to listen to them the one game. Yeah, with the rain out. Um, it's like, it, it's like you could. I mean, the play by play and the commentating, they do such a great job for so many years. Yeah, and it, it, it almost in a good way takes you back in time a little bit too. Just sort of that old school vibe, listening to it in your car radio or whatever. Nowadays on your cell phone, obviously, or computer. Um, but like you said, the play-by-play action, you can kind of visualize it in your head, you know, um, but they definitely do an awesome job, I and we, ap- we appreciate Bill. what they do. Yeah, I saw Wild Bill make the play right when I <laughs> called it. <laughs> well, let's get into these score predictions. Um, we we'll, can't start with Cole. Yeah, Cole's not going <laughs> to. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and say this is going to be uh, I'm get, a, I'm, get out of control. It's going to be 45 to 6. Forty-five to six. <laughs> they can't. They if you can't just come run the ball down their throat. That ain't happening. No, it's not not. You're gonna have to have some sort of passing game. Certainly. Uh, I'm gonna go Barto forty-seven and Kathleen thirteen. Mm. So I'm gonna give them. I'm, I'm gonna give them a score. Maybe off like a, a if they get lucky on a kick or a, someone fumbles the ball. Some some sort of score like that. Um, and they they might have one decent offensive drive where they're able to score the ball. But other than that, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot else, you know. And who knows, by all means, as everyone knows, anything can happen. Uh, we certainly saw that in the second half of our last game. I know we've talked about it enough, and everyone's probably tired of hearing it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go 47-13. And, again, J- guys, Jason Jason's going 45-6. So feel free to let us know what you guys think the score is going to be via the Facebook page that Jason sort of monitors or myself on the Twitter page at BJB underscore podcast. Feel free to drop a follow. I appreciate all those who do follow the, the, the pages on both Facebook and Twitter. Um, we appreciate the feedback and you guys interacting with us, and and it's 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 great. So we appreciate the support. Let's get into this Pokeway. So Wes sent me a text today, a tweet from Pokeway. Yep. 
Mr. Polkway. If you don't know, if you're listening and you don't know Polkway, Polkway is uh, kind of a media personality type from the county. I, yeah. I believe he went to Lakeland High School and played football there. Now he's a, a Lake Gibson bandwagoner. But um, <laughs> <laughs> We're messing with you. But he does a great job um, covering Polk County football and sports. And um, tell everybody what he's got for the top five. Certainly. So, uh, Polkway has, there's a couple other sources around the county too that came out with theirs. We know Polkway is sort of the main source here, at least to our knowledge. Um, but he came out with his week six, which is mid season. I can't believe how fast it's gone, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, power rankings for the Polk County area. So, within the county, of course, um, I'm going to read out the rest of this tweet. We've seen some true surprises as well as some disappointing starts to the season. What team has surprised you the most? So, we have Polkway's top five Polk County high school football ratings here. Ranking, excuse me. So, for the large schools, right? Um, it, so, small schools, for example, is more so 1A to maybe 4A, 5A. And then large schools is your typical like 5A to 8A. Just so everyone knows if you weren't informed already. But nonetheless, uh, for large schools, he's going with Lakeland, who's 4-1. Suffered their only loss to Lake Gibson, obviously. That was a big game for uh, the Braves. Arbindale, who we just lost to by a hair, unfortunately, although it didn't feel like it the way it went down in the second half. So the Bloodhounds are up in uh, second. We're actually undefeated right now, 4-0. Um, we'll see if they can continue that streak. Then you got the Highlanders, uh, Lake Wells. I think uh, I don't need to remind anyone of that game last year and how it went. That was awesome. Hope we, we hope that happens again this year. At Bartow Memorial Stadium. Yes, that you. would be a sight to see because uh, we got quite a rivalry there, it seems. And then Bartow Yellow Jackets in fourth place at three and two, followed by the Lake Gibson Braves, who was a lot of people's favorite uh, prior to the season getting underway, along with your typical dreadnoughts uh, to kind of run the show within the county. But the Braves coming in at fifth um, in the top five there at two and three. Suffering a recent loss to Sarasota Riverview, or Riverview, Sarasota, however you say it. Um, and they lost to the team up in Georgia. And then they suffered another loss as well to Lake Mary. Another pretty talented school. I, I don't remember what area they're from. But nonetheless, I believe their quarterback currently uh, is committed to USF. All right. So I want you to put out our top five. And, and it could be either... A combo of what we come up with here, okay, or or just what you want to put up yours. Um, I'm gonna go. So he's got Lake Gibson as number five. Yeah, yeah. I'm going <laughs> Lake Gibson number one. Whoa! All right, interesting. Lake Gibson number one, huh? Lakeland number two, followed by Lakeland. Okay, Auburndale three. Auburndale. Which it shouldn't be. It should be Bartow, but I, I agree. I can't do it. I agree. Because we lost to him. Then we got Lake Wells at three and one, Bartow at three and two, unless you throw some other school no. in it, there. Those five are good. I just don't like the order. Okay. Respect. Lake Gibson, Lakeland, Auburndale, Bartow, Lake Wells. Bartow. And the only reason I'm putting Bartow ahead of Lake Wells is because we beat him last Yeah, and, and you can't really go off much else at the moment. Yeah. Uh Another great game, I believe, is coming up this week. I think Arbindale and Lake Wells are playing. Okay, that's going to be interesting to to to, to see, see how, and see how what that outcome is. I wouldn't be surprised if Lake Wells beats them. Yeah, I mean they're looking awesome. I mean they've only lost to like 
Lynn, the, the Dreadnoughts, thus far this year. And for, I've heard nothing good. I've heard nothing but good about the about Highlanders this year. So, um, so what would you say? So let's see here. Lake Gibson, Lakeland. I mean, that, and that's the thing, and, and I'm sure I doubt any Lake Gibson players are listening or staff or coaches, but if they did, they'd probably agree and, and say that their record doesn't really represent how they've been playing thus far this year. Because we both seen highlights and know of that Georgia game, for example, that came down to the very wire um, that Lee Gibson traveled all the way up to to play. Um, but then again, you almost you have to put seemingly like Gibson over Lakeland, given that Lee Gibson beat Lakeland, right? Um, but then again, they're two and three, so it's like I I agree with your order for the most part, to be honest. Um, and then your logic with Bartow over Lake Wills towards the end there with the four and five spot, that's exactly what I'd be doing too. Um, I'd be rolling. I'd be rolling Bartow over Lake Wells due to to last year, and that's all we can really go off of. Um, I'm sure. I don't know if we wanted to be technical, we could try and look up strength of schedule and all on on Max Preps or some source, which unfortunately Max Preps is the most accurate. So I don't know. But uh, well, we got breaking we'll news see. in the county right now. Breaking news in the so county. I need you to go on Twitter while I'm I'm giving it. Uh, Richard, not Richard, Charlie Tate of Winterhaven has resigned as their head coach. Whoa. Charlie Tate. So that's all I got. I don't know. I just got it texted to me, the article. I can't click on the article and read it because it's just a picture of the, the from the text. But, yeah, it, the headline says just that. That would be, obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, Coach Tate of Bartow, Richard Tate. Uh, his younger brother, who Charlie, who coaches the Blue Devils, we played them last year and and put a good stomping on them until late into the ball game, and Blue Devils decided to make it close on us. I'm gonna fact um, check you on that. Looking at this picture, I think, uh oh, he's the older Tate. Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Charlie. Uh, but nonetheless, um, that's interesting. That's crazy. And then we played them, of course, in our spring game. Uh, we won that too, but it's spring game. I'm interested to find out what exactly is going on there. It's not. I'll tell you what, something's going on because they haven't been doing too hot. Yeah. And uh, they were, I think they were up pretty pretty good over Ridge, and Ridge made a late comeback, similar, unfortunately, to the game we just played, um, at the Blue Devil Stadium and, and ended up pulling that victory off. Um, Don't so. let the Tates get back, all the Tates get back together. Oh, man. Don't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the whole county on those. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bartos is going to go up those rankings. Maybe just a couple. I don't know. One, two, something. We'll see. Um, interesting. So, I'll try and I. Yeah, we'll try to find out, and, and we'll tweet it out and put it on the Facebook page once we find out yeah, exactly sure. what's going on there. But interesting. Um, Certainly. It's not, you know, I, <clears throat> I don't want to speculate. I hope he's healthy and everything's okay. Of course. Um, but it's not, you know. It's kind of odd midseason. Yeah, sort of to, random. To resign. As I think Winter Haven hasn't won a game, which is something Yeah, crazy. but that's still, I, you know, that's not his character to, to to quit. Yeah. So I don't want to speculate because it could be so many things. Of course, of course. Um, and we'll find out. And like Jason said, we'll keep you guys posted. Um, but, again, we went through the rankings. Polkway again. Lakeland. At one, Arbondale two, Lake Wells three, Bartow four, Lake Gibson five. Feel free again to interact with us on social media and let us know what your top five large schools in Polk County. Um, and just for the heck of it, I'll go through his, his small schools too. Um, for small schools, 
At 4-0, we have LCS, that's Lakeland Christian. And then at second place, 3-1, we have the Haines City Hornets, who um, honestly has been a school, as far as football program goes, similar to Lake Region. Um, and actually, they pulled a similar move, I believe, that Lake Region did in going independent, therefore allowing more flexibility in their schedule in terms of who they could play. And obviously, that means sort of not as, how do I say this? Not as big of, of opponents as you might see as Lakeland, Lake Gibson, and Bartow playing. Um, but nonetheless, Haines City's up there in second. Um, third place is Tenorock, 2-1. and one, uh, A team we just uh, performed really well against, Victing, uh, Victory Christian Academy, 2-3. and three, And Fort Meade in fifth place at 2-2, two and two, which I'm a little surprised by. But I think Victory Christian just pulled the pulled the uh, victory, no pun intended, over Fort Meade. That was um, shocking. Just recently, yeah, I think so too. I I didn't see that coming at all. I think so too. But then again, I I do believe Victory has a solid passing game, just, just not against us. Yeah, just didn't show it <laughs> against the Yellow Jackets. All right, any any last words before we we wrap this one up? Uh. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? I feel like there was something. I might have missed it. We talked Bama, Florida last episode. Who do you guys got this week? Who do the Gators play this week? Do you know? Oh, we got Kentucky on the road. That'll be interesting. It's going to be a good game. That's going to be interesting. I think that's always typically – I wouldn't say it's always close, but a good game. I'm looking looking forward to it, I think. Stoops, he does a great job. They got big, um, big team – Defensively, their scheme, they're they're tough. They always play the Gators tough. So I'm looking forward to that. What about Bama? Uh so real quick before I get into Bama, speaking of of top fives and the Florida Gators, Javon Dexter, um, who may who some of you may know or you don't know, graduated from uh Lakewell's Highlanders, uh, played for their football program. He went on to play for the Gators. He's a defensive tackle, great all around player. He's in, I believe, the top five for pass rush as a defensive tackle. I think he's actually in second um, behind a, a player out of uh, LSU. Okay. So he's, he's, he's doing big numbers this year. I didn't see much of him last year. I don't know if he started last year, but he's making waves. Um, as far as Alabama go, Alabama goes, we have a big game this week. We're playing the 3-0 and uh, Ole Miss Rebels, okay. and they have a phenomenal quarterback in Matt Corral. So – Hopefully our defense is able to step up, step it up a bit. Compared. That's uh, Lane Kiffin's team. Yes, so, so that's that's, that's the a other big thing. game just it, on that alone. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in Tuscaloosa, given that our previous game was just you know at, at the swamp. <laughs> so uh, and thankfully it's no longer starting to feel like a swamp around here in Florida. Fall has arrived. Um, for those who don't know, fall is a brisk eighty something degrees. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's who we got coming up this week, and I'm pretty excited. Hopefully everyone is as well for their uh, favorite college football teams. That Arkansas game against Alabama just got a lot bigger, huh? Yes, and that's not all. Arkansas plays Texas A&M oh, that's this gonna week. Be good. That's going to be good because A&M has not looked very great like everyone thought they would, including me, and I was a little concerned about our A&M game. But I'm going to see. I, I'm going to get a good little uh, sort of early sight here with with both Arkansas and Texas A&M. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. Uh, We appreciate all the listeners. And um, if you've hung in with us for this 40-minute episode (laughs) and and you want to know what you can do to support us, 
please, whatever uh, platform you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, whatever it is, Apple, like, subscribe, and review. If you do nothing else, review. Just yeah. just shoot us a little review of what you think. Hopefully all positive. Uh-huh. Uh, rated five star, four star. It helps us move up in rankings, gets us in front of more viewers or listeners. So we would appreciate that. And it's free. It don't cost you anything. That's so, right. We appreciate right. it. All right, everybody. We'll see everybody next week. Go Jackets. Go Jackets. Let's get it.